Thank you, Chad. You're so, welcome. So our special guest for this live Bonehead Weekly we're recording, this is going to be audience participation. Can you people participate? I need to hear, I hate to do the old thing, but just a little bit more. What? No, I was going to, I, I want to correct your, your opening before recording. Well, go ahead and so do that. So we were going to have a guest yes. up here for today's podcast, but yes. it fell through. So we got an even better guest host today. Well, actually, we got her on top of the other guests. We thought we were still, we, we just wanted Laurel here. I don't know if you did that or not. Did you know that? I'm Plan B. You're not Plan B. No, you're not, you're not plan, plan B. Oh my God! Can we come up with a Plan Two? Not no, plan we're going to call it Plan B. I would have called him Simon. What state are we in? Is that too dark? Anyway, what is Simon doing at Christmas this year? What are you doing? So there's one more thing before y'all get started. Oh God. We have a special presentation for Mr. Joe Lewis as a thank you from the con staff. Yes. For 10 years of service with us. I've not been doing this for 10 years. Shut up. <laughs> Thank we you. Will, we will present to you. Oh, God. Please let it be a dildo. <laughs> and smack it across the forehead. Special goblet. <laughs> There's an inside joke here, people. With brown M&Ms. Two pounds to be exact. And it's etched. If you want to. Yeah, it says, fuck you, Joe Lewis. <laughs> right here. It says, fuck you, Joe Lewis. So the joke behind this is, if you don't know, uh, the Greers are dear friends of mine. Actually, if you see somebody working in this room right now, I, I love them. And I don't actually, I'm, that's just not me just saying that. I literally love them. Scott moved to Memphis. We still talk. I still say shit on his thing all the time. I comment rude things to you. I was messaging that man's wife yesterday, and he wasn't included. I love these people. That guy owes me sex, running the camera. So anyway, for years I would say uh, I need I need brown M and M's in a brandy glass. Where are they? They didn't even show up. No, that's a, that's a small glass they could find as well. So. Oh, that's okay. So thank you. That's the story behind also, that. Also, the owner of Scarefest was supposed to be here. He didn't show either. Well, that's because he's a dick. Yes. But I told him he was there that last night. So he's thank you that, so much. He's got I appreciate that Rosie it. O'Donnell anger going on. This really yeah. makes my day. It really makes my day. Thank you all. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and get started. I appreciate that, man. Um, being started. So we're doing this live. I'm a little off my game because I want to drink a little bit more. But Chad, you want to tell him? First of all, I need to introduce my guest, Laurel Hightower, the actual published author. Oh, come oh, on there in. Is. Oh, look, it's the owner of Scarefest and the owners of Scarefest. That's right, right? And this just got PG. Oh, uh, uh, Scarlett, I'm going to need you to do Freddy Krueger earmuffs. <laughs> well, can she read yet? What's this say, Brandon? Do you have your, your glasses on? I know he's 80. He's he's actually younger than me. So Laurel Hightower is a author. She is a dear friend of ours. Her new book is Below. You want to talk about it real quick? Because she actually brought copies today that she can sign and sell. Um, it's a it's a Mothman story. It's Jesus, sell it better than that. I'm really bad at self sales and also. So it's a book all about not according to your OnlyFans. Those jokes are so that's easy. The that's true. That's yeah. true. So, I mean, what is it, what, what's it about? I mean, I know it's about the Mothman, but what about? Okay, well, I, I write horror. Um, yeah. That was my third book, and it is, it's just kind of my take on the, Moth, the Mothman um, legend, and it's kind of a little bit of the descent meets, uh, I forget the other half of my, 
My pet started She had it. a sick kid and is still here today. Our kids actually play together. We're, we're kind of close. It's actually probably Quint's fault. It probably is. It. I'm sorry. But, uh, bastard. Well, I, I write. I don't speak, so I am really, really bad at this. Um, but, she is not. Yeah, but it's, but, yeah. She, you've been on the show several times. I know, usually but I usually, I usually talk about horror, and uh, today I'm talking about stuff that I know that's what's gonna absolutely make, nothing about. That's what's going to make this so fun, especially yes. after your second drink. So, for you people who showed up, thank you so much. Oh, Brandon, did you want... Come on up, bud, if you want something. Nicole? Yes, it's basil. No, no, no. It is I was not pouring it for the guests who want one. Come on up. So we're going to go ahead and start the show. Chad, tell them our topic. All right, so we're at Comic-Con. You're very welcome. Um, so we're at Comic-Con. Uh, last time we did a live show, we did a, 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 an episode on lesser-known comic book heroes. And pissed off John Stitt. She pissed off John Stitt. So now we're going to do a little bit more of a topic that Joe knows. Because Joe didn't know nothing about, didn't know nothing. Know nothing about the topic we were We both covering. went to Moorhead State. So did Brian Combs and Dixie. There you are in this. So. Just give you a shout out. Thank you for being supporters. So uh, we thought about talking about superhero movies. But we didn't want to talk about Marvel or DC. So we're going to be What'd talking. What'd you say? So we're going to be talking about. Uh, uh, Superhero movies that are not DC or Marvel. I suck at titling things. That's the best I could come up with. I mean, it's pretty good. So, I'm, we, so should we tell them who we thought our guest was going to be? Clay, would you like a drink? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Friends of mine coming in. You're too young. So anyway, what we, we were, actually, Ray Wise was supposed to be here tonight. Sorry about that. And we have been working on it for a few months, and it just could not make it work. <laughs> would you like more, sir? Joe Blue needs a red pill. <laughs> so, thank you. Damn. So, yeah, so we were going to get Ray Rice. It didn't work out. So, well, uh, what the, this was one of these. We actually had this as an episode that was going to happen right before Comic-Con, kind of leading up to it. So I came up with, I talked to Joe and said, well, let's just do it for Comic-Con. Yeah. So what we're going to do is bring Laurel into this, and you guys are going to play along with us, okay? So we want some audience participation. If you want to talk shit, if you want to say things about our picks, you go right ahead and do that. We're going to tell you some interesting tidbits as movies as we go, and we're going to go again get started. Chad. Well, and let's ask, i got a couple Laurel. questions for Laurel. Laurel, okay. how much of a comic book fan are you? I think one time I read um, a creep show. What? <laughs> <laughs> and that being said... How big of a fan are you of comic book movies? She saw one. I think I watched Creep Show. There you go. <laughs> well, technically, that is kind of comic book movie. But it, it the is, comic it book is. came after it. Bernie Wrightson, great artist, by the way, did all that. Chad and I met him several years ago. Yeah. If you ever see the Creep Show poster, you're all invited to my basement. We almost took out a little kid who he drew a zombie for. Yeah. <laughs> you got to explain that a little more yeah, when yeah. you say took out a little kid somewhere. Yeah, we, we almost punched a kid. But that's okay. <laughs> like eight. So <laughs> you have no information about any of these. I do not. All right, let's get started. Come so, on, Joe. You yeah. lead the way. So we're going to talk about Joe's first pick. Oh wait, what the hell was that? Me <laughs> topless? No, I got the order out. What the hell was the one before that? <laughs> I'll I'll just go then. Screw it. Just go. All right, I'll go. Now you ruined it, you son of a bitch. So I went a little more obscure for my picks. Uh, I started out with 1981's Condor Man. Is that a real movie? That is a real movie made by Disney. Have you guys seen it? Yes. My Hazard friends have seen it? Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> Damn. 
judgmental pricks. <laughs> so Condor Man star, uh, was directed by Charles Girat, who went on to nothing. <laughs> Just dry clicking yeah. that revolver. Uh, it starred Michael Crawford from Hello Dolly <laughs> as Condor Man. Joe, the villain. Uh, all I can say is that's the movie Wally. Is anybody a big fan of Wally from Pixar? And he's watching Hello Dolly. And yeah. the reason he's watching it is because it's a shitty movie. That's the inside joke is that Wally would have shitty taste if you actually read it in the Pixar. But no, I don't know who the villain Batman? Oliver Reed. Ooh, Oliver Reed. Who knows who Oliver Reed is? For a dr Oh, okay. We got one, Helen. You know who Oliver Reed is. Good. Most of you would know Oliver Reed as the man who saved Russell Crowe in Gladiator. That's it. Well, that landed yeah. badly, bud. Oh, God. Uh, Barbara Carrera, who was a Bond girl from Never Say Never Again, and James Hampton of Teen Wolf fame. He was the dad from Teen Wolf. Yeah, um, so, yeah he, he's been at Scarefest, yeah, yeah. So, Joe, do you know what Condor Man's about? A man who dresses as a condor. Close enough. The movie is about a comic book artist who decides to become the superhero that he draws. When Woody Wilkins inexplicably agrees to a courier job for his friend at the CIA, he impresses the beautiful Soviet spy Natalia during an altercation with enemy agents. As a result, she requests his assistance in defecting to the West. As you can tell, this is a Cold War movie. Um, Wilkins then uses this task as leverage to have the CIA supply funds to bring his creation, Condor Man, to life. And all I got to say is you all should YouTube some clips of Condor Man if you haven't seen it, because it completely defies any kind of logic whatsoever. <laughs> well, is this shit on Disney Plus? It is not. Disney will not release it. That's how bad hate? it is. Mm. <laughs> Laura, let's get drunk and watch this with the kids. You cannot, fi you cannot find a copy of it. It's one of those. It's is Song it on... of the South obscure. Ooh, they don't talk about Song of the South at the Disney Company. You so just sing that when you say it. Though. I. Go ahead. No. no, I want you to sing more. Do you write? Do you? I watched it today. Song of the South. No, Do you watch it at in work? In Kanto. No, I was home with a small child most of the day. Oh, okay. So he goes on to create, not only does he create the Condor suit, but he also creates the Condor car and the Condor bo boat. Condor boat. I can't talk today. Condor boat. I'm actually impressed at the amount of plot here. Like, the CIA is funding this. I figured this was going to be totally, but, but they've actually, they thought this out. No, no they didn't. <laughs> no? You don't it makes no sense. Pay for them? So he's a friends with the, the CIA agent, and the CIA agent goes, hey, can you do this errand for me? And he happens to beat up a bunch of bad guys by sheer coincidence. And then they say, oh, why don't you help us get this agent out of Russia? I didn't say the plot made sense. I just said there's actually, like, there's, there, you know, so, there's something behind this. Are you, if, for the folks who are familiar with the show... Chad will always bring something up that's awful and terrible and obscure. Uh, Joe, we'll get to something good in a second. And that trend will continue throughout this episode. Absolutely. Um, needless to say, this was a financial bomb for Disney. Well, they haven't even put it on Disney Plus. How do they yeah. expect to get their money back? It lost $9.5 million. Pocket change. Out of a bitch. $20 million budget. <laughs> 1981 was a particularly bad year for Disney. So not only did they have this, Joe, yeah. we had Amy. Yeah. Dragon Slayer. Oh, I like Dragon Slayer. The Devil and Max Devlin. No one remembers it. And Fox and the Hound. We pissed off the Stormtrooper. <laughs> Bye! We love you! We love Star Trek! 
Then we were not droids. He was like, good job. You want a job as a comedy writer? I'll give you an M&M's. I'll, I'll, I'll sum up Star Wars in one word. Annihilate. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad Whovian joke. All right. Are you done? I got I to gotta tell about two funny stories I found out researching this movie because there's actually full Tarnation about Jack. Condor Man. Oh so, and they both involve Oliver, Oliver Reed and his insane amount of alcohol consumption. By Truly. The way, if you, and if you don't Google know, it. Google it. Oliver Reed died drinking. So, uh, he was so intoxicated one night he saw the star Michael Crawford. He invited Crawford for a drink, but Crawford declined because Crawford wasn't much of a, he was a teetotaler. Uh, Reed then shouted, come here into Russian embassy and have a drink, you little feathered fart. The nickname stuck and Crawford was referred to as Condor the Feathered Fart for the rest of the, for the, rest of the shooting film. <laughs> That's what I want you to refer to me from, just continuously. So, and this falls into the, the budget uh, reasons for this movie. Uh, Reed was so drunk one night, he got angry and he threw his tuxedo from his hotel room in the sea, uh, into the sea. The next morning, a poor film assistant had to row out into the Mediterranean to retrieve the suit to avoid additional expense of the production. Damn. <laughs> that is all for me. All right, what's up next? Uh, your pick? Something that doesn't suck. Now, here's the thing about RoboCop. RoboCop was written by two guys, Ed Newmeyer and Michael Meyer. Now, Ed Newmeyer was the first one, so if you ever like, Ed 209, yeah, that bastard actually put his name into the script, Enforcement Droid 209. The only reason it's called that is because Ed Newmeyer wrote it that way, just so he could have his name in the script. RoboCop is one of those famous films that has almost a more famous making of. Has anyone ever watched any of the making or know any of the behind the scenes? How about you, Laurel? Do you know any of it? Have you seen RoboCop? I have not. <gasps> what? what the heck? We can't even be you, friends! You, you researched this terribly. Whoever your first... Mr. Wise. <laughs> no! Well, he's in the damn movie! <laughs> That's the reason why it's number two! Ray Wise is in the well, movie! In all fairness, the reason it's number two is I said, Joe, I thought you were going to talk about Robocop. Chad, that's a brilliant idea! <laughs> Shut up, Chad. Shut so, up. Paul Verhoeven was a crazy Dutch director. Bat shit nuts. Literally lost his mind. He was a mathematician and absolutely went crazy. He was institutionalized for yes. a while before he became a director. Oh, and before. Before he became a director. And then he made some wonderful Dutch films, actually, if you ever get a chance oh, to yes. watch them. Spetters, The Fourth Man, and Soldier of Orange. But this technically isn't his first American film. It's a movie called Flesh and Blood with Rutger Hauer. If you ever get a chance to watch that. Anybody ever seen that obscure film? Bueller. Bueller. No, that's okay. I didn't I expect you to. I to ask about obscure horror films. I mean, we'll get to, that's not what we're here we'll to talk about. We'll get to talk about it in a second. But RoboCop is one of those movies, they tried remaking it. Yes, I think you could remake it, but you have to kind of adapt it for the times. It's such an 80s movie, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I think the movie holds up brilliantly. But the humor and the Reagan era economics is all there. That's what it's about, and it's hilarious. It's about a corporation that no longer cares about the people it's selling it to. And I don't mean that they cared in the first place. I mean they just don't care. They're just gonna sell stuff, and where else are you gonna get it? RoboCop has a black sense of humor that makes me happy. I probably watch it at least once a year. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to take it forever talking about Condor, man. Love you. To go even more obscure, Meteor Man. All right, I've seen this shit. (laughs) This has got Bill Cosby. I'm not allowed to say Bill Cosby's name at all. I was going to say it. (laughs) 
Brian is the only person that laughed at that joke. Thank you. Like four weeks ago on on, on Bonehead. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So 1993 Meteor Man. So why am I bringing up Meteor Man? Because it is largely forgotten. It has a cult following now. It was forgotten when it came out, but yeah, it was not a it was a failure. But believe it or not, Meteor Man was the first African American superhero portrayed on film. Was is the first theatrical? Well, yeah. What about the TV? What about uh, the uh, Sam Raimi one? No. That's not. That's, that's after. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We were referring to Mantis. Mantis. I couldn't yes, think of the name Mantis. Mantis. Mantis uh, this came after. So uh, Meteor Man was the first African American hero ever portrayed on film. Um, Have you seen it, Laurel? You mean when I talk about The Shining? <laughs> yeah, I can talk to you about The Shining. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Let's get him to talk about Meteor Man. How many so, notes have you got on Meteor Man, bud? Not a lot. So it was written and directed by Robert Townsend. Uh, the first, uh, it stars Robert Townsend, Marla Gibbs, James Earl Jones, <coughs> Eddie Griffin. I gotta say everybody in this movie because this is like such an amazing cast of, of actors. Robert Gilliam, Don Cheadle um, in a forgotten role. Frank Gorshin, Joe. Tom Lister Jr. is one of my favorite actors of all time. Who's Frank Gorshin? Do you guys know who Frank Gorshin is? That would be the Riddler. The Riddler from the original Batman. Uh, Sinbad, Nancy Wilson, Big Daddy Kane, Luther Vandross, Wallace Shawn, and John Witherspoon. That's uh, an impressive and, cast. And movie I still suck. And even still, to mention the, the musical uh, act people who were in it, another bad creation. If you're a child of the 80s and 90s, you would know ABC as like the first ever kid rap group. Uh, Naughty by Nature, Cypress Hill, and Biz Markey. So this cast, this movie had so many talents in it. Uh, the movie is about a DC uh, high school teacher who gains super superhuman-esque powers. He also has the ability to talk to animals uh, after being hit by a fallen meteor. He uses. Yep. yep he uses. Uh, by the way, uh, some things don't transfer to current time. The voice they use for the dogs and the uh, the other animals, not the best voice nowadays. <laughs> oh, I gotta go back and yeah, check. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> Um, I can't, I'm not even going to do the impersonation. No, no, we don't uh, need that kind of publicity. So he, fight, and they, so he fights the gangs destroying his city. Uh, Robert Townsend got inspired to make this movie after talking with his nephew about what he wanted for Halloween, what he wanted to be for Halloween. He asked him if he wanted to be Spider-Man, <coughs> Superman, or Batman. Uh, his nephew said he couldn't be any of them because they're white. Yeah. Uh, so he pitched the movie all around town, and nobody would take it because, A, they couldn't fathom that there would be an audience for a black superhero, uh, and also that it See would be Black weird. Panther. Yes. Yeah. Also, well, we're, we're going to get into why it didn't work out, uh, but also that it was rated. It, they, he wanted it to rate, be rated PG, so any kid could see it. Uh, Joe, do you want to know who took the pitch? Everybody else turned it down. Bill Cosby. No. Damn. And I'm going to ask you to tell the audience. Alan Ladd Jr. Alan Ladd Jr. is famous for greenlighting a picture that ruined his career. It's called Star Wars. Yes. He was the head of 20th Century Fox. And Alan, you, you're like, why did that kill his career, right? I saw the redheads. Like, I don't know. What the hell is this fat man talking about? Alan Ladd Jr. greenlit it. But when he greenlit it, a little movie called American Graffiti hadn't come out yet. And they thought it was going to be a bomb. In fact, they almost made it, it almost went straight to TV. Though Francis Ford Coppola made them release George Lucas's American Graffiti in the theaters. Huge hit. So when they came back and go, you've got a number one movie director and you've got this new picture for him, you can't be painting this little money. Lucas said, oh, that's okay. You don't have to pay me anything. I just want all the ancillary rights. I want the remakes. I want the sequels. I want the merchandising. I want all that. And at the time, 74, 75, 
at Letty, who, as he was known as, said, sure, that saves me money. Well, guess what? Huge movie, right? And the 20th Century Fox board said, great, let's put a sequel into, what do you mean we don't have the sequel rights? Alan Ladd Jr. lost his job. He went on to successfully produce other films like Blade Runner, though. And Meteor Man. <laughs> so anyway, Meteor Man was a colossal failure. Um, it just did not get, get the audience. A lot of people didn't, the humor kind of fell flat. And uh, there was a lot of underlying other tones that just weren't meshing well. So, but since the success of Black Panther and Blade, this movie has been revisited and has gathered a cult following and has been appreciated for what it is. Yeah, it's very much a kids movie. It really yeah. is. It's more G. You, you should check it out. So, Joe, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Joe's second pick. <laughs> why do mine, why have people heard of mine? <laughs> All right, Dark Man. Have you seen Dark Man? It is. Okay, so Sam Raimi is my favorite director. I have had the absolute privilege of meeting most of my heroes, and most of them have turned out not to be a-holes, which has been really positive for me. But I've never met Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi directed Dark Man, wrote the story for Dark Man. It has like six other writers. It's actually, the dialogue in that movie is pretty bad. I want you to revisit it. It's, it's pretty damn bad. And but Sam, it's, Sam Raimi's also why you're having to listen to us talk for now. Yeah, it was the thing that Chad and I actually bonded over in college when we first met. And it was over Army of Darkness and Evil Dead too. Which, have you seen Evil Dead? Yes. There we go. Are we there talking we go. about it? No. We're talking about Darkman. You should watch Darkman. It still holds up. Some of it's a little hokey, but it's... In fact, if you watch Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man, man, there's a 20% of that movie that's straight out Darkman. And the only reason he made Darkman... Have you guys ever heard of The Shadow? They made a movie of The Shadow. Well, Sam Raimi tried to make a movie of The Shadow before that movie with Alec Baldwin. And The Shadow is based on an old radio drama, right? Yep. Way back in the day. Orson Welles, if you didn't even know, who, was the actual original Shadow. And then it went to Vincent Price. Was it? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, thought oh, so. Well, there you go. We need to call James. Yeah, James is our, the other bonehead who's not here, but we've got one who's much better. And so he made Darkman, which is kind of like the shed on the way. So how many of you have seen Darkman? I think visually it's a great film. Visually, it's probably one of Sam Raimi's best films. It's actually visually better than the three Spider-Man film, Spider films he made. Spider films. Spider films. There's big-ass spiders, oh. there's eight-legged freaks. What other spider films do we have? I don't know. So Liam Neeson was, by the way, not the first choice to play Darkman. Bruce Campbell in the studio would not greenlight Bruce Campbell as Darkman. It was not going to happen in any way, shape, or form. Just for you people who know Bruce Campbell, he's, he does have a cameo at the end, of ad, and it's called Fake Shemp, and it's just an inside joke between people who love the Three Stooges. Darkman. All right, so Which my, is also not based on a comic. This is the second one I've done. It's not based on any comic book, but it yeah. is a comic book film. Yeah, um, none of mine have been comic books either because uh, they came. There was comic books after the fact. Yeah, but and you same, mean they didn't make a comic book of Meteor Man? They did for uh, advertisement for the film. Because that's Jared if he's yeah. got a copy of that. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, uh, and uh, needless to say, my my third pick, no comic book for that. Blank Man. All right, have you seen Blank Man? We love you. <laughs> you so ask like some you questions. You know, how could you have color? never seen blank? Ask some questions. In living color. I don't even know where to start with it. Like, it has some why of the did shittiest. Why did you give me homework before this? <laughs> <laughs> 
be, well, we told you. And then you said, nah, man, I want to come in blind. I can't okay. remember. I was drunk. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's actually usually how I do podcast and appearances is very, very drunk. So. How, how many of you have seen Blank Man? I'm curious. Okay, okay. And how many of you think Blank Man's awesome? Screw all of you. What did I say? She said it was funny. Well, except I, the one I person. I the one person. Funny. I see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the way it brought it. She's been on the yeah. show. Shit. 75% of this audience has been on the show. Damn. Yeah. Sorry. No, no so Blake Man, 1994. It could have been the first African-American superhero film, uh, hero film, but it, Meteor Man beat it by a year. Damn that, Robert Goulet. Uh, directed by Michael Binder. Uh, written by Damian Waynes and J.F. Lawton. Joe, does J.F. Lawton ring a bell to you? Nope. Okay, so I'm gonna, I want to talk about J.F. Lawton's credits <laughs> on top of Blank Man. He sounds like a really bad attorney. Under Siege. Yeah. Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. Brandon, you love that movie. Chain Reaction. Oh, and Chain Reaction this with Keanu Reeves is awful. Yes, and this falls into the category of what is not like the others. Pretty Woman. Seriously? Seriously. Oh, you know Pretty Woman? I have seen Pretty Woman. J.F. Don't get excited about that. And we're not talking about it already. We can talk about Pretty Woman. J.F. <laughs> wrote Pretty Woman and Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. <laughs> and Blank Man. Let's talk about Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. I was going to say, Death. I'm going to watch that. It's on Amazon Prime, I believe, for streaming for free. If you have okay. Once again, kids drunk, let's do I mean, us drunk. I was going to... I got to do that in the right order, don't I? I'm going to end up with some <laughs> if you're, sort of... If you're on air, yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So uh, it stars Damon Wayans, David Allen Greer, Robin Givens, Lynn Thickpen, the great Lynn Thickpen, uh, from the grandmother from who, Who? Uh, where in the world's Carmen Sandiego? Oh, my God. Not a clue. What, what world did you the, grow I'm not in? the only one who has no idea what's going on, right? Do you all know who that is? How many of you watch the game show, Who? Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Was she was the commissioner. No, he's got glasses. <laughs> wait, was it, no, wait, wait, wait. Carmen Sandy, was it a game show? Because it was a game show before. Game. Rockapella? <laughs> I don't even know what they're talking about right now. I know that there's a where in the world. I thought it was a cartoon. It was a game show before a cartoon, you illiterate bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I can read good and everything. <laughs> yeah, no, but Lynn Thickpin played the commissioner. Uh, so yeah, it's also starred John Polito, Jason Alexander, believe it or not. I know who John Polito is. And Christopher Lawford. Greg Kinnear? Was it Blank Man? Yes. I don't remember him. Okay. She has a thing for Greg Kinnear. <laughs> What's, did, did this start from like a, like a sketch from like um, In Living Color? So, kinda. Uh, he took his character Handyman, kinda, and turned it into Blank Man. They're not the same character, but he kind of took inspiration from that and turned it into Blank Man. Um, so the movie's about a genius simpleton living in Metro City, Illinois. <laughs> don't ask. He discovers a formula Looks that makes his yeah, he, he discovers a formula that makes his clothes bulletproof. Uh, from there, he creates a series of low-budget gadgets created from other people's trash to fight crime, including the washer dryer robot called J5. This movie yeah. is awful. It is not. It is a classic. It is not. My, Mike Binder did, made another uh, movie that you should watch, Indian it's Summer, summer. Which, actually has, uh, which actually has Sam Raimi in it for some reason. Yeah. Indian Summer is a great film. Blank Man's better. <laughs> uh, Blank Man takes a lot of inspiration from the 1960s Adam West Batman. Did you at least see Adam West Batman, Laurel? I do know who you're talking about. Okay, yes. but have you ever? Did you watch it as a kid? I 
Yes, I mean, I think I watched some of it. What the hell were you watching? Sleepaway Camp 2? Ninja Turtles. um, Which one? The movies? The the show? (laughs) (laughs) See, she just needs. See, she's hilarious. I'm trying to talk. No, this this, this makes it sound like I I seriously just read my whole childhood, which is true. You're very nerdy. So, Laura, I'll let you back. I will let you borrow the DVD of this one so you can watch it. Uh, yes, just so you can, just it. so you can see the genuinely I goofy scene. Brothers. Yes. Yeah, without having seen this or Indian Summer, how about this? <laughs> you and don't know about Indian Summer. It doesn't it's about matter. a murdered person. It's really not. I'll give you, I'll give you blank, I'll give you Blank Man, a low down dirty shame, and Glimmer Man after this. <laughs> 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 I only asked for the one. Uh, but no, I just, uh, I'll move on after this. But I just, I love Blank Man because he refuses to see the world for what it is and prefers to see. Uh, uh, it has the same rules that exist in comics. All right, uh, next victim. I have seen the crow. <laughs> can so we at least talk about the crow? Yes. So I showed this to somebody a few years ago who was of the same age, and they were like, I don't get it. Can I take a break for one second? We just got a, a text from our co-host uh, who said, in honor of Brandon Williams, did you all remember to turn off your phones before the panel? Tee hee. Not Brandon Griffith. I know too many Brandons. So, yeah, that's not fine. Tell him to shut the <laughs> front door. I know, I need to edit myself. All right, so here's the thing about The Crow. If you're of a certain age, who's a fan of The Crow? There was nothing quite like it when it came out. And neither was Blank Man. Let's talk about The Crow. There was nothing quite like it when it came out. It was based, this is actually based on something by, written by James O'Barr, which actually, oddly enough, I have met. It was directed by a guy named Alex Proyas, who's been on Bonehead Weekly. <laughs> this sounds like a name dropping. I am name dropping. I'm not done, damn it. Wait. And David Scowl, David J. Scowl, who, by the way, wrote a lot of horror and, in, and coined the term splatterpunk, who's also been on. Say it. Bonehead. Yes, he's been on Bonehead Weekly. We've had the writer and the director on the show. He coined the term splatterpunk? Yeah, David, David Scout. David That's J. Scout. Okay. Yeah, he's an interesting dude. He's a little insane. We've met all of them. The, the movie, unfortunately, for many reasons, is surrounded by the tragedy of Brandon Lee. And it's hard to think about it, and it's hard to separate just how different this movie was when it came out. I remember reading a review, because I see this came out in 94, 95, Chad? Yep, 94. I was still in high school. And I remember reading a review. A review At 40 years old. <laughs> it took me a while. So I remember reading a review talking about, oh, this looks like the same dark shit. And I said, no, it isn't. It's totally different. And it was totally different. It's so totally different. They never made a successful sequel, right? Not Nothing, not even close even though the comic book ran and ran and ran. So I just find it interesting that I'm, this may be one of those movies that you have to be of a certain age. I don't know. What do you think, Laurel? I guess that's possible. I don't know. Because, I mean, it is, it is... Would a 20-year-old get it? Or would they just see everything that was stolen from it? Do you see what I'm saying? It's like Blade Runner. I think if you haven't seen Blade Runner till now, you're like, oh, this is a boring-ass story, and where's it going? I guess it's pretty, but everybody else ripped it off for the last 40 years. They have ripped I, off Ridley Scott. I still think there's not anything quite like The Crow, though. 
And I don't know if it's because of Brandon Lee. And, and setting aside the tragedy, which you, I mean, you almost can't, it's, I don't want to take away from, from his performance, which is outstanding. Yeah, he was, he was a star. He was a movie star. And this was going to be, this is his movie. He had done movies before this. He's in what? Showdown in Little Tokyo, Showdown. Rapid Fire. Yeah. <laughs> and does anybody know, not know who Brandon Lee is? That's okay. Just raise your hand. I'm curious. We all know who Brandon Lee is. Don't raise your hand. He's going to mock you. I'm not going to mock you. Not on this one. Nicole, do you know who Brandon Lee is? Oh my God! She just summed it up just like that. Just like got shot in the crow. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. She covered your whole segment in two seconds. Two How do you seconds. feel about that? I know. I'm just giving her a hard time. So when we have these people on the show and we ask them about it, we don't ask about that. But it's still kind of unintentionally coming up both times. Yeah. By them bringing it up, yep. right? Yep. And they don't want to necessarily talk about it, but once again, it's so ingrained in the story of the movie of him being shot. So what happened was, is he wasn't shot by a bullet, is that, do you guys know how blanks work? There was, there's a wad that still comes out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Knew what was going to happen as soon as I said, wad. No, wad. you followed it by, come out. That is what did it. Come Not out, just wad. wad. No, no, no. When the wad comes out. Sometimes you got a quarter round wad. Sometimes you have a half a wad. I'm glad we're not taking away from the memory of Brandon Lee. <laughs> I know, but this is actually true. So there was too much. And what happens is, is there's actually shrapnel left in the barrel if it's not cleaned correctly. And that's what actually killed Brandon Lee. What? None. I can say shrapnel. There's nothing sexy about shrapnel. <laughs> All right, go. All right. So this was a career-defining performance, so I am going to do my fourth pick as a career-defining performance. Barbed wire. <laughs> All right, have you seen this shit? <laughs> it's horrible. It's Emily. Brian, I agree with you. I do this know is... who that is. Yes, no, I have not seen barbed wire. Clay, you see barbed wire? Did you see it when it came out? I think I saw. I think I read it when it came out too. Oh, as did I. Yeah, of course. And, uh, <laughs> we all did. I will not agree. With, well, Condor Man kind of. This is a piece of shit. <laughs> it is. Uh, Who's seen it? Raise your hand. Okay, we've only got three or four or five. You have to be a certain age. And Brandon, you saw it alone. What? Sorry, I know it's an inappropriate joke, but yeah. one more time. Directed by David Hogan, who directed Most Wanted and a bunch of music videos. That's it. <coughs> uh, written by Chuck Farfarer. Who actually wrote Darkman. He's exactly. one of the writers of Darkman. He also wrote Hard Target and Red Planet. Uh, stars Pamela Anderson and in minor roles, Clint Howard. Again, the great Tim Lister Jr. Tamira Morrison, who everybody knows as Boba Fett. Uh, Udo Kier. Kier. Udo here. Thank you. And Xander Berkeley. Uh, so the movie is about a nightclub owner slash bounty hunter living in the world ravaged by the Second American Civil War in 2017. <laughs> Just four years off. The I mean, it was close. Yeah. We, didn't, we missed it by that much. So, Joe, tell me if this uh, sounds uh, familiar. Sexy? No, tell me is if it the, wide? I don't know if you remember the plot, but tell me if it sounds familiar to anything. Barb's life becomes complicated. So she runs a bar called the Hammerhead. 
Uh, Barb's life becomes complicated when her ex-lover shows up with his fugitive bride and has to help them get to Canada. Does this sound familiar to any, any other movie? What is it? It is a direct ripoff of Casablanca. Oh, shoot! <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Of course, yes. I, I mean, I mean... They didn't I was even trying to think of Ingrid Bergman, and then I was thinking of Pamela Anderson. So barbed wire. And I probably watched them both in the basement, Brandon. Other than Sorry. The Crow, this is the only one that we picked that actually was a comic book prior to the movie, and they did not use anything from the comic book. They ripped off Casablanca. I didn't know that this was a comic book. Yeah. You? Did you know that? I did not. Did you yes. know this movie existed? Yes, and I've seen Casablanca. Good for you. Nobody so, got murdered in that. Well, yeah, there are some people die. Yeah. I do want to talk about uh, that. So this movie was a disaster, and it ruined any chance Pamela Anderson ever had of a movie career. Well, not that kind of movie. Did you watch the new documentary? You mean the new series on Hulu? Yes, about penis. No, I haven't watched it yet. With his talking penis? Well, yeah, she's talking I've heard about it. So let's talk about the infamous sex tape. I think they Pamela Lee and Tommy were the first two to do that for that to happen, right? As I can remember in, in the greater cultural what would you say? Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist, thank you. I, I went to Moorhead. I have heard something between I went to Moorhead. The, the two other people who went to Moorhead knew Zeitgeist. Yeah, I'm a communications major. So was I. So was I. Well, you all are dumbasses. I did have a higher GPA than you. So you had a higher GPA, but I'm still me. But no, do you do you know why she took this film, though? Money. No. Probably. <laughs> no. Free tattoo? Places. She did. But she did get the tattoo for this film. She got the, they offered to do makeup on the barbed wire, but yeah. she said, no, no, I'm going to get the tattoo for real. That's how much she was into this role. No, she took this role because of her admiration for Jane Fonda. What the hell does barbed wire got to do with Jane Fonda? Because she thought by taking the role of barbed wire, that the same way that John F Jane Fonda took the role for Barbara Barbarella, yeah. that she would go on to that same career goals. <laughs> All right, some of you are too young. Who can tell me what Barbarella is? Anybody? Kind of, sort of. It's, it's a 60 sex comedy in space starring Jane Fonda. Directed by her French husband at the time, correct? And he was French. Am I wrong about any of that? That pretty much sum it up? Yeah, it's kind of like a secret agent, and I remember that might be like in the top four or five set of breasts. First time I saw breasts as a boy, I was like, oh, yeah, those are cool. <laughs> and I was sold. I was sold. Mm. So, uh, yeah, the movie started off. Bad. This is a sharing program, Laura. We tell, we, we open our souls. So did you know the, the movie started off badly because director Adam Rifkin was actually the original director. And if you don't know who Adam Rifkin is, Joe, Detroit Rock City, Detroit Rock City, The Chase, starring Charlie Sheen and Hilary wow. Swank. <laughs> yeah. and, and then the great classic Psycho Cop Returns. Missed that one. Yeah. Uh, but he was fired. I didn't want to watch it when I had saw Psycho Cop. I was like, I'll be lost. Yeah. But he was fired and replaced for Dave Hogan. Nobody knows why, but he was. Um, and also, uh, just Anderson suffered from a lot as the release of the sex tape. She also had health difficulties, which some speculate was her pregnancy. Um, also, she was in the process of marrying Tommy Lee. Uh, I want to end this one by talking one of, the, uh, of how bad this movie was just received. This is one of the critiques of the movie. 
Miss Lee's makeup is painted on so heavily that she may not even be able to change expression. <laughs> oh. But, uh, but do we Go ahead, think that the sex tape, like, that 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 somehow, enough, because I'm going to say, like, looking at this, I don't, I think the sex tape may have been the only reason anybody saw it. I call bullshit on the sex tape. There, there was a plot line in this movie, I don't remember, but there's an article that says that they're actually, they added a plot line where there's some mysterious video that they need to find. And they added that because of the sex tape. I, I call bullshit on it because I, I I I remember when this came out and no one and I was of the age that I was interested when this came out. Yes. And we all knew it would suck. We only wanted to see one thing. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Two things, right, Clay? Thank you. Which which Barbarella had already already taught me were amazing. Those two things. So <laughs> I. Yeah, I call BS on that actually having something to do with killing the movie. Yeah, no. I mean, it was, it's, it's really bad. If you've never seen terrible. it, it's it's almost unwatchable. But uh, so we need to move. We we're gonna. Joe's picked his. I've picked mine. But in honor of our our fallen he our fallen host, we do need to talk about <laughs> James <laughs> James Thomas. There's the uh, a rush Photoshop of James's head on top of the Rocketeer. Which is James's first pick. <laughs> so who's who's a fan of the Rocketeer? Same here. So a lot a fan of yeah, a lot of people I'm see I'm I'm with you, Clay. I'm fifty fifty on it. But Chad and James love this movie. I love it. It it when it came out, I could not stop I I I You've I seen wanted, the Rocketeer. I still love you. <laughs> and it was directed by Joe Johnson, who went on to direct Captain America the First Avenger. Yeah, that's true. As well as the Battle of Endor. <laughs> yeah, he worked in Industrial Light Magic. Yeah. Uh, James's second pick, Dread. Now, have you seen Dread? We're talking Urban. But I had to put Stallone on there because there have been two Dread movies. I love Dread. And did anybody see Dread a few years ago, starring Carl Urban? It's one of those, it, it really, it bombed and had no reason to. Laurel, you've seen Dread? Or you just read I the saw, books? I saw Judge Dredd. <laughs> hold on, you saw. I was hold so on. proud of myself. Well, and then I hold on. See the right one. Out of all the superhero films we picked, you have seen Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a Stallone. Oh, I am the law. I know. I can't. I can't. I can't do a good Stallone. Look, I'm gonna go ahead and say I, I think he's hot as Judge Dredd. Really? You know he's yes. only like five eight. Clay says he's hot too. I'm five foot two and three quarters, so I don't care. No, well, that's true. All right, so I, if you've not seen Dread with Carl Urban, it came out a few years ago, did no business anywhere, which is sad because it's a really good movie. I, I can't recommend that one high enough. It's actually it's pretty damn good. All right, and James's third pick, uh, which was also going to be, this would have made my picks, but I knew James was going to, James asked us to put it as his pick, The Shadow. Alec Baldwin in The Shadow. I never cared for this POS. Uh, Anybody else like it? You saw really? it a few good <laughs> Brandon. Brandon likes it? No, he hated it. I don't like it either. I, it's, it's, I haven't watched it in a long time. I doubt that it's gotten any better. Once again, I think the problem is, is this came out in the 90s. The Shadow, it was a character on a radio drama from the 20s and 30s. I mean, it's... Laurel? The Shadow? Why are you even asking? Because, you, because <laughs> Sylvester Stallone yeah. and Alec Baldwin. I mean, I just figured... Alec Baldwin is not hot. I'd, I'd sleep with Alec Baldwin for us. Beetlejuice era Alec Baldwin, yes. Anything else, no. I'd get a rug burn on that chest of his. 
Alright, I saw Rugby some of you falling asleep. Did you at least enjoy Rugburn on his chest? Because yes. if you didn't, name if you want the fat version, name of the episode. Rugburn on his chest. No, it's Rugburn with Alan Baldwin. Make sure you put that on there. <laughs> Tag Alec Baldwin in it. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's not got anything going on now. <laughs> so, uh, honorable mention. Oh, yeah, shit, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> honorable mention. Speaking of guns. So we have to talk about the honorable mentions. Of course, they, these are the more popular ones, which is why we, we didn't include them, <laughs> or Joe didn't include them. Uh, Dick Tracy, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Mask, and of course, I didn't put a picture on there because I ran out of room, uh, ben, ben Stiller's uh, Mystery Men. And the reason I didn't talk about Mystery Men, that's one of my personal favorites, but we talked about it exclusively on another episode, so I thought Meteor Men Why was Mystery Men? It's amazing. Anybody else here ever seen Mystery Man with Ben Stiller? Are you guys fans? Paul Rubens is good. Yeah. Paul Rubens exactly is the only redeemable part of the movie. And and Tom Waits. Now, well, hold on. Now, uh, what's his face? He's got that. I'm sh I sh I'm the shoveler. I shovel well. William H Macy. Which William H Macy? That's the only guy. Have you ever seen him? Yeah. What'd you say? Hank Azaria is the Blue Raja. Yeah, yeah, not funny. Yeah. I loved it. You seen that? Yes, we had we'll a talk, talk about it. <laughs> the kitten notebook. I remember that. The kitten well, do you like Ninja Turtles? Yes. Okay, so you saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Did you see it yes. when it came out? Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Both yeah. of them? There's okay. three. I didn't see the new one. Was there a third one back then? There was a third one. Oh, there, no, there's they go. Turtles go back in time. I am going to have a conversation with my parents because I'm really ticked off about I feel very like I was... I got, we got like Sheltered? No, we got like an hour a day of television and we had to And look at you now days. and look at us. We're at the same no shitty place talking in front of 10 people. <laughs> it was a joke. All right. They so, took me to see Natural Born Killers when I was 12. Does that count? No, it explains a lot. Right? Right. Explains a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, my, Brandon, you might want to cover her ears. <laughs> my, mom, my mom let me watch a video as a kid that had a cut, uh, wooden cutout of a puppet and a hole where the head would be. You know, you go, you go to fa you go to farms and take our villages. You farms. Finish this story like immediately. I don't know what's going on. With yeah, this yeah, piece. I don't well, know. What did you do with well, this hole? Of a was this one of those no, farmers' daughters' this stories? Was a, this was a movie my mom let me oh. watch. Instead of a human head in the hole, it was a penis turned upside down, and it had a mustache, and it was pubes from the person's. No shit. What joking. was the movie? It's called The Groove Tube. I think the Groove Tube. Does anybody else know about this penis? I'm sorry. It had a gorilla with a television <laughs> for no, a head. This was Chad's parents' sex tape. It had a I'm saying sorry to the mom. You'll be all right, bro. Yeah, no. The, the cover <laughs> had a gorilla. Fair, won't fix. The, the cover had a gorilla with a TV for a head, and my mom's like, oh, that's cartoony. My kids will love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's I know. So I'm curious. Where is, do you do you like any comic book films? Do you or can you think of anything that's like that? What is your favorite movie? I don't actually know this. And say it's in Russia. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. What? And the, see, this makes it sound like I'm like some like snob on it. No, it's just my particular nerdism is horror stuff. So. The original or what? Poltergeist oh, original. original. Yeah. I love Poltergeist. Yeah. No, it's my it's my favorite. It's my. I love Poltergeist. <laughs> Night of the Chicken Dead. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like Poultry Geist. Lloyd Kaufman, yeah. Night of the Chicken Dead. He's going to okay. be at Scarefest this fall there. I'll give you a plug. And while I'm giving people plugs, we need to give a couple. Oh, do you have them at the again, end? Again, there goes the wad thing. What? <laughs> no, I was plugging the wad. So, yeah. 
So yeah, we're we're not going to finish right now, but I do want to say um, thank you to Scarefest. I want to say thank you to Lexington Comic Con. Both of them are always really supportive. I wish we could have got a bigger crowd here today, but I love the fact that you came. Thank you all so much. We're not ending right now. I just want you to know I gave you the bourbon out of my house, and I like to drink. That's how much I like you. But I wanted to give a shout out to our friend Glenn. We do a little segment for him over in Australia called Good Movie Monday. You okay? What do you got in your mouth? Bourbon. You spill, don't wad. spill it. It's all like a wad. wad. She spilled a wad out of her mouth. Okay. So check out Good Movie. Do you need a tissue? I'll get you a towel. Oh well, she's an old pro. This microphone's messing with me. Yeah, I know, absolutely. So back to Good Movie Monday, we do bonehead fun size for them every week. So check that out. Glenn's a good friend. Bonehead funsies. Yeah, Laurel. <laughs> before we move on to them, I want you to talk about your plugs. Okay, I am so. I was gonna say they're one hundred percent natural. One hundred percent natural. Yeah, it's a pine cone. You can pull on them and everything. Yeah. No, see, I'm really bad at self promotion, um, except that one of the things I always love to say as a writer is that genuinely I think everybody has a story in them. Um, one of the things that I noticed when I started doing this was that um, there's a little bit sometimes of an attitude that you run into where people say, not another writer, you know, not, not another story. There's too many writers. That's BS. Don't let anybody tell you that. Everybody has a story, and seriously, we're better for all of them. Um, so I'm, I'm not really going to plug myself. I'm, I'm going to say plug yourself, please. If you have something to write, do it. And also, my best recommendation, if you want to look at uh, building a career in it, it sounds ridiculous and it irritated the heck out of me. But Twitter is is where I've made You're all my Twitter contacts. You're on Twitter a lot. I'm on Twitter a lot. You tweet like a mofo. Uh, but I'm this is I'm I'm represented by Josh Mailerman's um, media agency now, which is solely because of Twitter. I would never have met them otherwise. Yeah, the cool thing about Laurel. Hey, come on in. Sorry. No, that's okay. We enjoy having we're you glad here. glad you're here. Yeah, yeah, have a drink. So the cool thing so about we're Laurel. Doing, we're redoing the whole podcast again, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we're starting. Hey, Ears is back. She was in a one earlier. So what uh, is it? She's not not knocking self-published, but you actually have like a publisher. Yes. So yeah. let's talk about your posters. Whispers in the Dark. Yeah, which is a paranormal police procedural. <laughs> Something just hit. Was that a wad? <laughs> Chad, did you just shoot your wad at Laurel? That's actually on. That's on point for this. My my. Everyone calls whispers in the dark zombie porn, which it's not. And then I feel really bad because I feel like the people who buy it looking for zombie porn are really disappointed, and I'm sad about that. So I mean, I haven't I haven't replaced that for anybody, but yeah, it's a paranormal police procedural. Um, Crossroads is the most depressing book ever written, and I released it right at the beginning of the pandemic, for which I cannot apologize enough. I, yeah, like, I wouldn't have suggest new mothers read that. No. I was going to say, compare it to The Road. Oh, no, she's not Cormac. No, I love you. I'm not Cormac you're, you're not Cormac McCarthy. Not you're not quite that depressing. <laughs> it's depressing, though. But Below is fun. Um, it's Mothman. It's really fast-paced. Um, he just keeps shooting things at you. And I don't even see... I'm, I'm a bad target either because I don't even react. That's like okay. That, that I was telling you All right, so she's got her books up here at the end. I'm curious. So, what are some of your favorite non DC, non Marvel films? Yeah, Brian. Hellboy. Hellboy. Yeah, nice. yeah. We got Ron Perlman this here, so we can. I actually, when they were like, "What guests do you want?" I said, "John C. McGinley or Ron Perlman or Ray did Wise." You, did you get John C. McGinley? Well, he's here this weekend. But did you get him? No. Do you? Is he next to you? 
just generally like your like, no your, he's not no i'm low rent no no, no, okay. no no the fact that i got everybody from the crow was was shocking all right so yeah hellboy i love hellboy Conan. yeah i mean robert oh, howard right didn't even think about conan i didn't think about it either do you know he and lovecraft were pen pals and friends yeah. Both really racist. Yes. Go back and look. <laughs> really, really bad. Yeah. Did you know that about Lovecraft? I did not. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. You gotta Google that shit. No, oh, right. you don't. <laughs> no, it, it, get it'll lagged. Yeah, it'll it'll make you rethink some of it. So, what's another one? Yeah. Flash Gordon. Oh, oh, had nice. to do it. Sorry, Flash Gordon's another one. Thank you. Did you. It wrong. I can't do it. You do it. Oh. Laura, you do it. I don't even know. You don't even know what that is? Savior of oh, the universe. You, we, no. Okay, all right, cool. For real quick, do your Russian accent for me. You can do it. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> say die condor man, die. Die condor man. I yeah. don't know. That, then that gets kind of British. Now spit on me and call me scum. All right. It's like my Australian accent that turns into the South, Southeastern Kentucky. Watch as I stick my thumb up these crocs ice. Yeah, it's not, not at all. It doesn't get good, no. It's not great. We'll talk about it. That's not bad, actually. All right, what's some more? <laughs> what would you say? Billy Phantom. Yeah, the Phantom. Oh, the Phantom's not bad. Yeah, no, actually, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> not, most of these were not, though, so I feel like that no. fits in. Okay. That has one of the most, in, one of the most infuriating like scenes. I like the Phantom. Hold on. Hold you on. Like fan, you know you like Phantoms. You hated Blank Man, but you liked the Phantom. <laughs> I was waiting for. I was setting you up. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Him and Chad, uh, J Chad and James can go off on the Phantom for like an I, hour. One of the and most. I just think it sucks. Although I do love, I do. I think Billy Zane's a great actor. Love him. Yeah, yeah, God, I love Billy Zane. And Tree Williams is another great actor. It's just the movie's not very good. One of the most infuriating scenes in movie history is uh, in the Phantom. There's a tele. If you haven't seen it, there's a microscope. Tree Williams' character is the villain. And he has blades in the end at the end of the, the microscope, and they're teeny tiny. And he gets some guy to he goes uh, he gets some guy to look into it, and he pushes the button, and the guy's nowhere near the microscope, and the blades supposedly kill him, just right there. It just infuriates me to know it. It's a movie called The Phantom. Screw you. It's about pirates for some reason. <laughs> Jonah X. Jonah. Oh God. That's, that's a DC, isn't it? Yes, yeah, DC. It's DC. Uh, that is a that is Vertigo, Vertigo which yeah. is an off branch of DC. But I like Preacher. The Green Hornet. That's a good one. You finally got one. <laughs> <laughs> Matter Eater lad sucks. <laughs> Sorry, John was on our panel three years ago. I told you no jokes about Matter Eater lad. And the funny thing is, we we're talking about the shittiest superheroes, and he comes up to Chad and I beforehand, and I haven't seen what Chad's prepared, and he's and our friend John in the back who also moderates. Says, uh, dude, I love Matter Eater Lad. Please don't pick on him. It's like the third slide. It's like, sure, John. And then we get to you, son of a bitch. He just screams it out in front of the whole audience. The shadow. We, we did the shadow. You came in late, buddy. You came in late. And back to, yeah, you're right, Sin City. Why does the sequel suck? Because it's 10 years too late? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, it, other people had already ripped it off. I just put up James again. Yeah. <laughs> so, anything else? Anybody else got any another suggestion? Or should we let you guys go drink for the rest of the con? Spawn. Spawn? Spawn. Yeah. 
Another bad movie. But you know, I love the animated cartoon that they did for HBO at the same time. That was really good. I don't think I've actually ever read Spawn. Did you read Spawn? No, I've not read Spawn. Poltergeist. Yes. Why Poltergeist? Okay, I could talk about this for a while, but I won't. But no, go, go, no, go, go. Okay, they so can walk out, they're bored. It, here's, well, here's, here's why. I love horror anyways. There's a lot of good scares in that. There's a lot of good like visuals, and I love ghosts. But to me, it is the like ultimate family kind of love story, too. Because I'm also, here's the other thing. I know, shut up. I, I love love stories, but I love that this covers like the long-term love. Because you can, anybody can fall in love, right? Mundane. Anybody can, it's not mundane. No. You tell me what's a better scene than no. don't let go. I don't mean Never. that in a bad way. I mean, it's just, the, no, it's your days it's, become mundane. Well, and, and love turns into something different as you get older. Yeah, but I, but, but I just It's not just bending or, or whatever. It's well, not just yes. hot passion. It then becomes, oh, it's 20 years in and this kid just puked all over me and shit in the bed. Exactly. Yeah, and it's and, you know, right? And it's how, and it's how you respond to that. Yeah. yeah, but it but it's also how you respond when your child gets swallowed into your house. That hasn't happened, and, thank God. You know, yes, no, it hasn't. But, but I love that even right before that they're having the argument. You know, about like who's she more afraid of? You spank him? No, I don't. Shut up. You know, I mean, that's just so like. Or they're smoking like, weed the night before. Yes. Yeah, and then you get interrupted by the kids while you're doing the fun adult things, and you're like, oh hey pal, we were doing anything wrong. That's, I mean, it's just smoking pot. Yeah, it's no. I, I love that film. That's that's my hands down favorite horror movie. I love Poltergeist. Do you know the story behind who directed it? Whether it's Spielberg or Toby Hooper? Toby Hooper got credit. It was Spielberg, wasn't it? It's a I, long. It's convoluted. We've talked to many people about it. Well, I thought I thought kind of the big thing on that was like E. T. was kind of. It's shooting to be almost. The, it was right after. Well, yeah. There's the sequel to E. T. was supposed to be actually more of a dark horror film. Yeah, I heard that was why you got called so Dark Skies, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, Toby Hooper ended up, but neither here nor there. Nobody wants to hear the whole story. All right, so I think we should end it. I think you should end it too. All right, Bye. thank you all so much for coming. <laughs> I have M&Ms here. You get none of them. I gave you the bourbon. Lizard. Yeah, I know I'm a dick. Thank you all so much. <laughs> this has been Bonehead. Grrrr. <sighs>